Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 297. We are continuing our mini-series on recording an audiobook. If you're new to this mini-series, so I'm doing a collection of episodes on how to record an audiobook, including the best practices, environment, technical, I recommend you start out with episode 291. That is my conversation with Angelo Spinello. He is the author of the book, I Am a Professional Metalhead. I was the voiceover artist for his audiobook. And so we had a great conversation about it, about the process. You may want to start with that. The official be- uh, kickoff of the miniseries is episode 294, where I talk about considerations for being a voiceover artist. Then 295, I talked about uh, a workflow, establishing a workflow with an author. And then last week on 296, I covered some of the technical, including the equipment, software, and environment that's ideal for recording an audiobook. Today, we're going to expand on last week's brief overview of the software, and we're going to dive into it a little bit more. This will probably be the most technical episode in this mini-series, but don't freak out. I've got a number of resources that you can take a look at, uh, including two that I'm going to highly recommend, which we'll talk about on today's episode. So we're going to dive into software. And as I mentioned last week, there are three which you can use, uh, two of which are free, one of which is GarageBand, which uh, if you're an Apple user, a Mac user, you're already familiar with it. It's natively installed on your MacBook. It's what I use for the podcast. I'm recording on it right now. And uh, it is one that, believe it or not, a lot of audiobook producers will use for audiobooks. And so that is a great option, especially if you're, you're a Mac user. It is available on your mobile, so if you want to download it for iPhone or on your iPad, you can do so. But as I mentioned last week, I caution you on using a mobile device for recording audiobooks. There are two big issues with that, I think. Number one is storage. Audiobook files are big, and we'll talk about that a little bit later today. Number two, the editing, I think, is a little bit tricky on a mobile device. And especially with a phone, it's really difficult to uh, connect, I think, a high-grade microphone to your phone. So I'm going to recommend that you stick with using a computer, whether it's a laptop or a desktop. Uh, I talked about microphones last week. You know, uh, there are many great options that are out there. You know, you can do some research if you're interested in what I use. I use the ATR2100, which is a USB mic. Uh, We'll talk about some of the pros and cons of that when it comes to the software today. So let's talk about, uh, oh, uh, so there's GarageBand. The second piece of software is Audacity. And then the third piece of software is Adobe Audition. Now, the third one is the one I'm least familiar with, but I know that a lot of uh, podcasters swear by it, and I think it's part of the Adobe suite if you subscribe to it. It's cloud-based, and I've heard great things about it, so I'm sure it's perfectly fine if you want to use it for an audiobook. But I'm going to focus on the first two, GarageBand and then Audacity. I started by recording Angelo's audiobook on GarageBand. And it was because I was already familiar with the software. And what I did was uh, I did have to adjust some of the settings. I actually found a template uh, which uh, was set to audiobook uh, settings, specific audiobook settings. And I'm not that familiar with GarageBand's, uh, you know, kind of... Uh, uh, nuts and bolts and all the bells and whistles and stuff. I use it very basically for the podcast, but for an audiobook, you're going to need to make some adjustments. And so um, 
you can you can find templates out there where you can you can do your research. There are plenty of blogs and YouTube videos on using GarageBand. The issue I ran into pretty early on was that my specific microphone, it's an ATR2100, as I talked about last week. It's USB. It's great for podcasts. But when I set it to audiobook settings, I found that I had white noise. And as I mentioned last week, you you want to have no white noise with your files. You, you want it to just be your voice and nothing else. And so then I started looking at Audacity and I ended up going with Audacity and recording the entire audiobook, uh, which uh, ended up being published on Audible. So Audacity is one that I highly recommend. Now, the thing you should know about Audacity, it is also another one that a lot of audiobook uh, producers will use for audiobook files. It's also free. Believe it or not, it is freeware. I'll have it linked in the write-up so that if you want to use it, you can download it. It's available for Mac and PC. The limitation, as far as I know, though, is that it is not available for mobile. So you cannot download it as an app for your mobile phone or your tablet. And again, I I caution you against using those devices anyway. So if you're going to use Audacity, you're going to need a computer of some kind. But it is available for Mac and Windows. The thing that I loved about Audacity is that it comes, you can download two plugins that actually are designed to help you record audiobooks. One is called RMS Normalize, the other is called ACS Check. When you open up Audacity, there are a couple of adjustments you're going to need to make, and there's actually a wiki where they break down all of the different considerations for using Audacity and adjustments you're going to need to make for audiobooks, uh, specifically ones that you're submitting to Audible. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the technical specs and numbers, but I just kind of want to point out uh, a couple of these. One is the uh, filter curve. The uh, next is loudness normalization. And then uh, another is called limiter. And there are specific settings that you're going to want to set those to. And it's basically just adjustments with meters and dials. The numbers are actually on the wiki. I won't go through them uh, just because they're very technical. Uh, The two plugins you can download, RMS Normalize and ACS Check. So the RMS Normalize and then as well as your filter curve, your loudness normalization, and your limiter are all settings that you can set. And basically what you can do is create a macro where you can actually record your sound file and then have it run over the sound file so that it'll take care of the filter curve, loudness normalization, the limiter, and then do the RMS normalize. That's a lot of technical jargon to basically say it'll basically overlay your file, make the adjustments so that the sound quality, the loudness, the the softness, the, the consistency is within parameters for Audible because Audible requires very specific metrics for its sound files. They have to be of a certain quality. They have to have a certain range in terms of the loudness, the softness, that sort of thing. And then the other plugin, which is great, is ACX Check. Once you've run the macro or once you have run the settings on your sound file, you could do an ACX Check, which will run a check over the file and check basically three measurements, your peak level, your RMS level, and your noise floor. Those are the three big measurements that have to be compliant within a certain range to be acceptable for Audible. Again, it sounds very complicated. 
It's actually pretty, pretty straightforward. It took me maybe about 15 minutes to mess around with the settings on Audacity to create a macro and all of that stuff. And the wiki is actually a really great resource. I do recommend go through that wiki because it really breaks down the numbers and the tech specs. Uh, so th that's why I ended up going with Audacity. So I was able to record the sound files using just my MacBook, using my ATR2100, using a nice environment that had uh, you know very little reverb or echo. And then I was able to run those uh, filter settings on Audacity and get the sound files such, such that, that they were uh, basically polished enough so that they would be acceptable by Audible. All right, the other technical setting is the export. And actually, I have to tell you, uh, if you listen to 291, it was one of the things that uh, I, I think we mentioned this, that the first time we submitted to Audible, we got our sound files bounced back to us. They were not accepted the first time, and we had to make some adjustments. So this will save you a little bit of time because we didn't do this correctly, or rather, I didn't do this correctly the first time. When you export your sound files on Audacity, there are three settings that you should make sure are in place. Number one is the bit rate. The bit rate should be set to constant. The quality, this is important. Your sound files have to be extremely high quality. And if you listen to the podcast miniseries last year, I talked about the sound requirements for a podcast are a lot more flexible. And I talked about the standard is usually 128 kilobytes per second or kbps for the export for the um, uh, your audio files and that sets it to about a one minute to one mega megabyte ratio that's fine for a podcast for an audiobook it has to be higher your quality needs to be set at 192 kbps or kilobytes per second or higher you can set it higher if you want just be bear in mind this is what makes those sound files so big so again calling back to what i was talking about earlier with tablets storage can become an issue if you're trying to do this on a tablet uh, so your quality needs to be 192 and then there's a setting called channel mode you're going to want to select force export to mono so Bitrate constant, 192 kbps, and force export to mono. And that's how you're going to want to set your files for export. Again, it's a lot of technical, and I don't want to scare you off with this. So I recommend, there are two things that I recommend you look at. Number one is the wiki on using Audacity to record audio, Audible files. Uh, were files for Audible. The other is Audible's checklist, which, which goes through those uh, specific sound uh, measurements. So don't let the numbers scare you. Basically, if you make a few adjustments, a few settings, create a macro on Audacity, you're going to find that it's just going to make your life a whole lot easier. If you want to get I Am a Professional Metalhead, just head on over to bemovingforward.com. Uh, there's a, an affiliate link where you can get a free trial to Audible and you can get I Am a Professional Metalhead for free. If you're already an Audible member, consider using one of your Audible credits to get I Am a Professional Metalhead by Angelo Spinello, narrated by yours truly. The write-up again is at bemovingforward.com and I'll have links to all the different resources that I talked about today. Have a great week. I'll be back next week.